0: Welcome home, this is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Damascus with Drew Belcher and Low Raven. Yo, Bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. The NFL season has been nothing but spectacular so far, so do not forget that the Bud Light Beer Garden between Mandalay Bay and Luxor is the only place to enjoy the pregame and postgame for all the Raiders games. Mark your calendars for the Eagles vs. Raiders game October 24th. Tons of food, music, big guest experiences, and we will be there all the time to hang out with you guys. Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay is your headquarters for the best live boxing in Vegas. Jamal James headlines an incredible card on October 30th, and Terrence Crawford will defend his WBO welterweight title November 20th against the number one contender, Sean Porter. As always, come see us at our studio in the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook anytime. We are here. We want to see you. We're back with another episode. Here we go. I'm feeling good today. I love it. Feeling good. Uh, we have another amazing guest in the building today. Mr. Funkmaster himself, UFC Bantamweight Champion, Aljamain
1: Sterling. Welcome to the show, Yes, man. sir. What's Thanks up? for having me. Vegas local. I am a Vegas local There, we, yeah. go. Vegas there local we go. There we go. I like it. Didn't have to travel too far. I yeah. love that. Yeah. He yeah. 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 flew all
0: the way in from downtown. Where do you live, by the way? What side of town? Are you have uh, specifically uh,
1: Southern Highlands off of like uh, Blue Diamond Road. Okay. That's, That's perfect. Yeah. Boom. Do you we're love? all neighbors. Yeah. We're all yeah, neighbors. Yeah. It's a nice area. Down. Really nice area. It's Except great. for this guy. Yeah. Uh, do you love living in Vegas? How long has it been? I bought the house last year, August. So far, so good. And um, no complaints, man. I know the summers can be pretty pretty hot but i don't think it's that bad come from new york i'm like i could deal with this over that humidity any day of the week for All sure right.
0: here's how we know if you're like really actually enjoy living in vegas when people say where are you from do you say new york or vegas
1: oh i say new york ah, yeah hey, he's oh, only been course. here a year i got to hold it
0: down that so level yet we, yeah. Yeah. i'm from new york but i live in vegas that's <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. the right call All right, for at least sure we know we'll earn it one day. we got a couple more years to go um, first off can we get an explanation on the funk master nickname
1: so I uh, wrestled a lot in high school, college, and my style was very unorthodox. Um, my teammates would always call me funky. And Ben Ashkin was fighting, I think, right before I started fighting, and uh, I mimicked a lot of my style from him. I would watch his videos on flow wrestling and all that, and jot down notes, take it to the wrestling room, work on stuff, and I try to be like the mini funk funk guy, you know. So yeah. uh, from there. I just asked my teammates before I was a Spartan. I was the Wolf. I was also the SmackDown. I don't know what that the was. The SmackDown? I that yeah, one. yeah. As an amateur fighter, I had like a bunch of different nicknames. And uh, I like the Wolf, by the way. The that wolf was a good was hot. one. Yeah. The Wolf was like, eh, I don't know. And then the Spartan was like, everyone's a Spartan. And then the SmackDown was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they actually called me the, the SmackDown for one of the fights, which I thought was hilarious. But um, yeah, so I asked my teammates, what do you guys think? And we didn't want to take Funky because that's Ben Funky Ashgren. And, we kind of all came up collectively with the Funk Master, and it just kind of stuck. It just stuck. That's yeah. hot. No, it's cool. I mean, different, you, you know. Yeah, it's different. It's you not like something. a DJ.
2: But it's like Funk Master. Funk Master Flex. 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 What do yeah.
0: you mean? Well, f- yeah, Funk Master Flex. Flex? Yeah, you yeah, don't remember his familiar. name? Is Funk Master Flex gonna send you a lawsuit anytime soon? Or are you, <laughs> uh,
1: you know what? I get tagged by not him, but his like fans and stuff. Often, whenever. Just accidentally, they type that. Yeah, at they're at shows or something, or they're listening to uh, his music, and they tag him for a radio show, and I just go, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the love. Like, love. Yo, man, you, you really like that, killed it right? last night, man. No yeah. problem, man. No problem. Yeah, take the
0: credit. We had Jay Cutler on here. One time. And body, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Bodybuilder guess, Jay Cutler. Yeah. And Brandon Marshall, too. And Bodybuilder Jay Cutler said he used to get tweets all the time on Sundays when quarterback Jay Cutler would do, would do good or bad. He was like, yeah my, yeah, my Twitter would get flooded. People <laughs> yeah. were talking so much shit to me. He's like, I yeah. couldn't help it. i had to shut off Twitter on Sundays. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. But Long Master Fuck, that's a good one. That's a good uh, collab. Can we get a collab going, maybe? Uh, like a song? Can you get a feature? Maybe yeah, play okay. for the
2: name like like they did. Uh, yeah, play we, for the name. We asked Brandon Marshall. We we're like, "Yo, uh, if you had to go up against Brandon Marshall in a game, what would it be?" He go, uh, "Connect 4 We'll figure something out. We'll figure something for you guys. Flags.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of New York, we read that you have a huge family. Yes. Uh, you grew up with seven siblings and twelve half siblings. Is that right? I got somewhere around there carry the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, something like that. Fair enough. Pretty
0: close. Did did your UFC training start essentially when you were a kid like fighting off your brothers and sisters? 100% man
1: we'd have battles. We'd we'd have these things where we do like these fake WWE matches in the house. We'll have like um, the two mattresses and we'll take the comforter. We'll put pillows underneath (laughs) the comforter and we'll have the the the, uh, comforter in between the mattress and then we'll have the tape of the fake belt. Paper belt, paper champ. Yeah, but um, we had <laughs> the paper, with, we had paper champ, paper champ, paper champ. We had tam. that on the ceiling, and then we have tables, ladders, and chairs, matches oh in the my house. God. Tables, ladders, God. and chairs. Oh. Real tables yeah. and my chairs. My sister too. had to play too, so she got beat up a lot. You Damn. having ladder matches in the house? That's yeah, sick. it was it was. We had a lot of. That's the real SmackDown. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's where you get the real SmackDown. We'd fight each other. We would jump each other. Um, you had to go run and hide so you didn't get beat up too too badly. So it was. A very interesting time growing up, and I think definitely, for sure, I probably learned to fight early from just my older brothers and sisters. I would say to so. Where are you in
0: the age gap here? That's a big gap.
1: I'm like the seventh oldest from the last time I checked. <laughs> so just, go, just, time I checked. just somewhere in the middle at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So who technically is the lifelong paper belt champ of the house?
1: Uh, Who's the last
0: person to win it, I <laughs> yeah. guess? I
1: don't know. That's a, that's a good question. You know, everyone's probably gonna say them, but I'm gonna yeah. say I didn't. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah, you should. There you go. 100%. yeah that's right 100%. That's the right answer. 100%. Bantamweight and paper tape. Paper yeah, tape. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay, I mean, by the way, I come from a family of two. Like, I have one sibling, so I cannot imagine what a house like that is like. Are you Crazy. a big family guy now? Like, is that how you want your no, future to be? Absolutely not. <laughs> the exact opposite? <laughs> said, yeah. it's,
1: I want the exact opposite. It's just total chaos. Kids fighting over the remote, fighting over the the one laptop. Not laptop. Back then it was a desktop. Yep. AOL back then. Dial up. I feel like that. Like yeah. You're
0: fighting over bathrooms at that point. Bathrooms, you know? getting Trying ready? to
1: be the first in the shower, trying to get the first, try to get the most food. Uh, a lot, you know. So we we fought, we scrapped, man. We got a lot of scars and stuff. My brother has a chip too from me, oh. swinging off the bunk bed and accidentally, maybe. On purpose, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May Taking or not be in and Yeah, he had a chip too for life now, and still there. He always tells me, like, you remember you did this. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to keep reminding yeah. me. Alleg- yeah. allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, no refs, no, yeah, refs, no refs, refs in the building, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. All right, let's. Can we go back to your fighting career and see how that transition? Obviously, the foundation was the family here. You <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. But professionally, what was that transition like going from Cage Fury? To the UFC Is that like getting Caught up to the majors Like what was that Feeling like
1: Um, You know what I feel like Cage Fury did a great job Of putting on Really good shows Where it seemed Like a big show And I always tell uh, Guys this I'm like I know our coach Has some type of Like um, Friendship with The matchmaker From Ring of Combat They're another Great promotion Big promotion um, A lot of guys Have gone to the UFC After going through The Ring of Combat uh, Gauntlet um, But I think In terms of The value that you get from production, the lighting, everything, I I think CFFC just made it seem closer to the UFC that when I got there, it didn't feel too foreign for me when I was into the octagon, making the walk. Obviously, my first debut fight was actually at the Mandalay Bay, which is insane. Um, Here we are. And we come full circle, you know? (laughs) Yeah, so I made my debut here, and um, to see that arena, how big it was, I mean, obviously, that's way bigger than a Cage Fury event over in – at uh, the resorts or the Borgata, it it was just very different, you know? So to have some type of similarities in terms of the lighting, it didn't feel like you're kind of just like stuck, like a deer in headlights kind of thing. So I felt like I kind of got adjusted to that early, and um, it was cool, you know? So I think they helped me get ready for the big stage relatively early than my skill set might have actually showed. Because I was more of a grappler, you know? I didn't really... Strike all too often. It was right. Strike just enough to get the fight to the ground. Yep. Was the business? Did that change at
0: all when you went from Cage Fury to UFC, or was it pretty much the same? You know, or did it just feel way more intense?
1: Mm, you know, I I've, I wrestled for since tenth grade all the way through college, and we did that for free. We cut weight. We lost weight week after week for free, getting our bodies beaten up and broken up and all that. Wrestling is a very brutal sport on the human body. I try to. I think it's probably harder to do than actually just doing MMA. And I try to explain it to people. They're like, "How you getting punched?" I'm like, "It's a different type of grind on your body where it's just so different. Um, a lot of pulling, pushing, pulling, mm-hmm. tugging on the head, choking each other. There's a lot that goes on where yeah. you could kind of drill in MMA, make it very, very easy, very, very light. Where this is just like, man, guys are hammering each other day after day, and we'd go hard all the way up until Friday, the day before the matches. So um, coming back, I um, actually forgot what the question was.
0: No, like the, like the, <laughs> business, like the
1: business transition. Oh, the business, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I felt like now doing MMA, uh, I'm actually getting paid to do this. So it was like, oh, this is dope. Like yeah, I'm actually yeah. getting, it was, my first fight was $500. I made $250 to the show, $250 to win. I was like, oh, I'm rich. And I had a, just a great time and great experience actually being able to compete and actually make money from it. So it yeah. was cool, you know?
0: Way better than zero, 500 is more than zero. Yeah, for sure, even and 250.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was, a, that was a very interesting time. And then when I realized, when I got to the UFC and I started getting hurt a little bit more through hard training sessions, and I'm like, all right, your mindset starts to shift. Where it's more like, this was fun, but now I start to have the mindset of, this is prize fighting, there is, a business plan involved in all of this because at one day it all comes to a halt. You know, so it's not like wrestling. You could wrestle for a probably a much longer time in terms of like your brain because you're not getting punched. Where you get to so a point, you get keep getting knocked out. That chin is gone. You, yeah. you can't compete anymore. You know what I mean? So you got to make those smart decisions and look out for number one. And I start to realize that earlier rather than later. Just looking at my former peers that were older, been in the game longer, and uh, you kind of see how they went with that roller coaster of a career and where they were, where they're at towards the end, what they have to show for it. And thankfully, I think I, I was smart enough to kind of realize that and um, realize it's a business more than it is. It is definitely entertainment, but it's also a lot of business and you got to be in. For me, I'm in the Aljamain Sterling business, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: for sure. Got to get that name out. That's why that Weekly Weekly Scraps podcast yes, is sir. out there. You know yes, what It is. I mean? Exactly. Tune it in, guys. Weekly Scraps. <laughs> go see our guy. Um, speaking of how massive the fights are now uh you had another big moment this year were you more were you more nervous coming out for your UFC title fight or proposing to your girlfriend <laughs> 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 two,
2: two. there's there's definitely there's a right and people. a wrong answer <laughs> yeah, yeah there is for
1: sure for sure um yeah we <laughs> snuck that one in there we <laughs> snuck it in he there stuck. um I'm definitely more nervous for Propose it to my girl. Good answer. For sure. Okay. Right answer. That's the right okay. answer. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's one that you that's, get in trouble for. for yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's for you. For sure. For sure. <laughs> uh,
0: how'd that go down, by the way? Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we started dating, um, what was it, 10 years, 2011, officially, January 1st. And uh, it's funny because she actually asked me. After I asked her like three times, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of asking. I'm not asking again. (laughs) I'm over this. You just let me know what you want to do. And she asked me on New Year's Day, which was, I was like, all right, cool. I guess, you know, know, we're here. And uh, it was very nerve-wracking, though, because I thought I was like, man, I'm going to do this. It's going to be so smooth. I had this... Whole thing playing out in my head. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna knock the utensils off the table accidentally and I'm gonna go pick go it down up. a knee. Take, <laughs> yeah. out, take out the rock. Yeah, or you know. had the whole movie scene? Yeah, that would be so cool, Oops. man. And yeah. uh, as soon as the time came, I started like fumbling and everything. I was like, oh, this is not going great. <laughs> this is not going the way I expected. Not as smooth uh, as you thought. Yeah. 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 I'm like, all of a sudden, it started getting hot. I'm like, yo, let She's like, what's going on? Yeah. 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 She's yeah. She knocked off my minestrone soup. She said, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I love it. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, oh no. And I had the camera girl waiting. I was like, I'm gonna scratch my head. When I do one of these, that's the time to bring out the camera. And uh, she actually looked back at her and she didn't still didn't like connect the dots. Oh and then damn. I stood up and I was like, All right, I just gotta go. And it just happened. <laughs> just made it happen. There you yeah. go. All right. <laughs> so I think I kinda of saved it. I don't know. Maybe.
0: I mean, that's it works. To- she said, yes. That's yeah, all that matters. Said, yeah. right? Yes is what matters. <laughs> that's, bro. All that matters. that's all that the matters. Process. Trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's great. By the way, I've been there. So I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I did that. I did the whole situation. I haven't walked out for a UFC title fight, but I have proposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does what so, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely going like. to say that's by far more nerve wracking. For the sure. UFC, for because sure. I haven't done the other one. Um, speaking of walking out to a title fight, you're the current bantamweight champion of the world right now.
2: Yes, sir.
1: Congrats, man. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you.
0: Did becoming the champion
1: feel like you had always imagined it? Not at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. It's, um, it's, you know, the way I equated the way I won the belt is playing roulette at the casino and betting on your favorite numbers and then getting double zero zero. Sure. That's how I felt. I was like, this is the craziest turn of events. Um, As they're announcing our names, I thought it was going to be a no contest. Um, because they never do disqualifications, yeah, even right. though Controversy, when yeah. it's, it's needed, uh, I think they should be doing more of it. Because you can't keep letting guys bend the rules and go unpenalized. You know, you should get penalized for your actions. And um, fortunately for this time, the the ref realized that was as blatant as it gets. I mean, what else do you need the guy to do? Right. Um, and uh, it, it just kind of sucked because the way I envisioned it for so long, I was like, man, it's gonna be the greatest moment of my life, and it happened like that. and it just sucked, you know, so sure. uh, fortunately for me, the best way I look at it is I get an opportunity to do it all over again, and sure. um, this time, I'll actually be healthy, and I've had these neck pains from back in college when I got dumped on my head, and I've got well-documented uh, MRIs and CAT scans from 2014 when I made my debut, you know, so to have to deal with that for so long as an athlete and still performing at the, the way I did, and it got progressively worse. You know, I was just fortunate that I finally got it taken care of. And I'm in a much better place now. I can sleep. I can drive. That's dope. I can stand for long yeah. periods of time and not have neck radiating, uh, neck pains radiating down my, my arm, down on my back. It's just like, and then after that last fight, I had some atrophy. And, I, you know, they tried to rush me back to take the, uh, the rematch, which... Was really quick, especially being off of uh, that type of sh- shot and all the damage I took in that fight. That was the most damage I think I've taken in any fight, mm. probably my entire UFC career. That was the most shots I've ever taken in my life, you know. And um, to have that such a such a quick turnaround, I think it was nice that uh, it, it wasn't nice. It would have been cool if I had more time to just heal up and, and get my body to where it needs to be unfortunately now they've given me that opportunity and I'm thankful for that because now this is the best I've ever felt in a very, very long time. And, uh, I couldn't be happier about that. So, um, I could sleep better at night, you know, because yeah. before it, was, it felt, kind of felt a little rushed. I know they really wanted to rematch. It's, it was a, obviously controversy. Sure. It sells people. Yeah. Wanted, they want to remove all doubt. You know, I had my excuses and their excuses. But at the end of the day, if you ask me what happened and I tell you what happened, you can't be mad at me telling you what actually happened. If yep. you, if you ask for it, I'm telling you, what, what do you want me to do? You know, that's that's the way I felt about it. And um, I just, I'm just blessed that i just blessed to have an opportunity to write the ship and show everyone that I didn't get here Absolutely. by accident. I didn't get no easy handouts. I fought all the best guys. I didn't get to fight the number, what was the guy, number eight or six ranked guy in the world, coming off of a loss for a title shot after beating a guy that was 42 years old and, and respectfully, Uriah Faber, legend, but... Not the same guy. Yeah. You know, I had to fight the number one contender who was ranked way higher than both, both those guys fighting for a world title. Yeah. You know, so you can make the argument that I should have been the champ and I should have been having my first title defense against Pedion. and uh, whatever. It is what it is. I don't make the rules. And uh, again, I get the, t- the chance to write the ship. No, yeah, absolutely. So All right. So are you excited for the opportunity
0: to, to do that? Like, are you looking forward to Like, are you satisfied right now with it? Or are you just like, I can't wait to do it again and prove everybody? That's, it, how it sh- that's how it would have gone down anyways.
1: Yeah, that's that's the way I do feel. I yeah, feel like rad. I know myself. Um, I know what I've done. No one could ever take away. I think I got the second most wins in the Bantamweight division, tied probably with, uh, last time I checked, it was tied with Uriah Faber and um, somebody else. TJ Dillashaw was the first guy on that list. But outside of all those guys, I know I was up there. And, like, for people to try to discredit what I've done, it's it doesn't make any sense, you know? So,
0: Speaking of TJ, so he came out and said that he thinks that your neck injury is something that you might never be able to come back from, and I know you responded to that. Second, what, yep, I yeah, am a second. What does your future look like in the UFC? Obviously, you sound super confident right now that you're going to come in and be better than you've ever been before. Is that what you think?
1: Um, I think so. Um, you have Chris Wyman who had the same procedure. You had the kid, Tristan Connolly, who had the same procedure. He actually just got another one done. Um, because his was so bad, and that's the same thing I was dealing with. But thankfully, this procedure has made my C5, C6 better from taking off the, taking off the pain, or what would you call it, alleviating the pain from the, the compression from the C6, C7. Yeah. So it helped to actually straighten my spine, getting that level done. So I do think I will be back for sure. I can't see how not. You know, I'm having good success in the room, the only thing is the duration of that success. It's very, very short-lived, you know? And that's mm-hmm. why I had to pull out of the fight because I'm like, dude, what do you guys want me to do? You guys want me to show up again, uh, a shell of myself, and say, oh, I told you this guy is not better than Pete Young's like, let, the, let both of us come in at 100% and do it the right way yeah. and really show who's the better guy. That's what I'm in this for. You know, I want to fight the best guys. I want to fight sure. the TJ shows I want to fight the Jose Aldos, who's looked great of late. Yeah. Um... The Rob Fonz, the Garbrandts—I want to fight all those guys. I fought already some of the best guys: Pedro Munoz, St. Hagen, uh, Cody Stamen. I fought guys always on win streaks. Never fought anyone that was losing. I fought the undefeated Brett Johns, who I I I, I, I done a fair share of work in this division and uh, I want to just keep on adding to that Absolutely. to that resume yeah it's exciting so, and your health comes first I think a lot of people don't look, look at that it's my neck exactly yeah. like health comes first it's, 100%. 100%. it's my neck I don't have it's a forearm back. fucking strain it's
3: my yeah, fucking yeah. neck
1: I just not stub my toe yeah. yeah like it's not a Peter Griffin moment where it's like ah <laughs> exactly exactly ah. It's my neck And like you sure. said
3: This will all eventually Come to an end And these UFC careers Come to an end And you don't want to go out like that You need to keep your health First and foremost And what you're doing Is the right move Absolutely For
1: sure 100% And at, at the end of the day It's like Do you guys want to see someone Potentially get paralyzed In the cage? Like, No No no. no. That's no fun Nope <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be the first Guy to do that I know For I'm sure. the first one To win a belt by DQ But I sure as hell Do not want to be the first one To be paralyzed in the octagon That's just Facts I do not want that to happen You know, knock on wood. Uh, everything gets back. Um, all my cat scans, my X-rays, uh, my tests came back positive. And again, I'm not injured. It's just I need more time for yep. all the nerves to reconnect from being sliced apart, and just so I can get my endurance. I still have a little bit of atrophy in my tricep, a little bit of weakness. But for the most part, I'm strangling motherfuckers in the room, getting on bars, <laughs> I'm getting knee bars, getting calf slicers. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I do. You know, yeah. I just like I said, it's about the duration, and I want to be able to go out there and compete for 25 minutes, not for 10, nice. not for five. All the rounds. It yep. seems like that's what people want me to do. Like, I, I don't duck anybody. I want to fight. Yep. I'm here to fight. I'm here to make money. Do you have a hopeful timeline? Uh Can we get exclusive here? If they did December, yeah. I think I would have been more than ready to, you know. I, yeah. I think that would have been more adequate time for me to get myself ready, my body ready, just based on where I was uh, where I am now. Um, I think when they announced the fight, I left Vegas, went back home, started my training camp. I stopped doing PT every day. When I'm here, I'm, I'm at the UFC PI five days a week, mm. PT, strength and conditioning two, three times a week. And I had to stop all that to go back home to get ready for this fight, you know? And I feel like when I when I did that, I jumped right into the fire and I kind of uh, came out of the gates too hot, you know? I think I just gotcha. never gave my body a time to recover and I tried to just gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal and my body was not cooperating with me, you know? Yep. I brought out that kid, Adrian Yanez. You know, I, I did the right things that I need to get myself ready for this fight. And um, I think December would have been ideal, but we're, we're neither here or there anymore. So they told me take as much time as I needed, which I respect. And uh, I think if they, we never did that from the beginning, we wouldn't, wouldn't be in the situation now, yep. you know? But um, it is what it is. I think they say as long as it's within a year, I feel good now, you know. So I think I could really realistically be ready for December, January, February. That's right Watch. around the corner. Just, Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the never ending training camp. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Since the surgery, <laughs> PT, 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 training, training, training. I have not stopped training. I'm like, it's just going and going. So you could kinda get a little bit of a burnout, you know. And uh it's just want to make sure I keep the motivation and keep the fire burning because it's it's super easy to get uh, yeah, it's like
0: that slow playing, You don't have that condensed time, where you're like in the yeah. zone. You know your finish line, or whatever maybe. Yeah. This is just that like slow daily. Yeah, like it's, grind, a grind. You know? it it's a grind. It's a grind. It's
1: a lot. It's the human body. At the end of the day, it's the human body. You know, so um, I'm excited to get back out there. I get to watch these guys. I'm cornering guys, and I just want to compete. I love competing, and I think that's what it's just all about. When that's you got the,
0: home with the belt, did you do anything awesome with it?
1: Um, when I got home, I left the belt in the octagon. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. When I took it off, I, I I was like, not myself. I was like, just, I was 100% concussed. Guys said, you faked the concussion. I'm like, so do you throw up from fake concussions? Like, I, I don't know. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. All you doctor experts. But, <laughs>
3: yeah, I would say no. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Not yeah. a doctor, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Not a doctor. <laughs> I got home from the hospital. They did a CAT scan. CAT scans just make sure there's no bleeding on the brain. You can't test for a concussion with a CAT scan. So you guys who think you know, now you know. Um, <laughs> bags. So I got home, uh, everyone was there. I had about 30 people at my house. It was nuts. And someone brought out the belt. I didn't know who it was. I think it was Marab actually. And I was like, holy shit, like, where did this come from? Like, I had no idea. Like, I didn't even remember the belt. I wasn't even thinking about the belt. But he pulled it out. I was like, no, brother, you know, Marab's a super nice, super humble guy. You know, he's been there for me um, from day one, um, one of my main training partners. And uh, he was like, no, brother, you deserve this. You earned this. Uh, you should take a picture with the belt and enjoy this because it's, you know, you earned it. And, uh, you know, he put that in perspective for me. I didn't want to take pictures with it, but sure. he's like, no, take pictures with your friends, family. Everyone came here to see you. I was like, all right. Even though I said, no, everyone was like, no, <laughs> yeah. no you have to, you have to. I'm just like, okay. So then they post, they posted the pictures. I didn't post any pictures like, Hey, <laughs> the champ is here, baby. I didn't post yeah, nothing like yeah. that, but my friends did. And, All of a sudden, Petey Yon starts talking shit, saying, Oh, he's a faker. I'm like, You dirty freaking piece of shit. Like, (laughs) you apologize, which I knew you intentionally meant to do that because he's just a, he does dirty shit in all his fights. If you go back and look, you'll see him. He's, he's, I'm not saying he's he's tough. um, He's mean. He's gritty. um, And I think that's what makes him who he is. But make no doubt about it, like, the guy meant to do that with, he wants to hurt me, like that's. It, it was clear. It was fairly clear. It was yeah. all the intentions in the world to hurt this guy. He know he had me hurt. He wanted to really, really put a stamp on it, and unfortunately for him, it was a stupid mistake that was intentional. No matter how you slice it, it was a stupid intentional mistake. And did you semi-plan for
0: for him to like go off cuff a little bit? Did you plan for that in training camp since like it's kind of his style? What's that? Like him to go to off, go off cuff, cuff a little bit like- and do some crazy.
1: Oh, well, I know he's he's had some issues with like. Well, I know with the eye poking thing because he always puts, puts his fingers out and stuff like that, and uh, I know he had some scuffles with um, John Dodson. Those guys were going back and forth. But if you watch his fights, he does—he tries to get away with some slide things here and there. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess they say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know. And I remember I tweeted that, and someone tried to use that against me. Oh I'm like, man! Oh no, god! Like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, the internet is a wacky Twitter. place. Here it, we yeah, go. It's a crazy place to be, but. Uh, Yeah, I'm just excited to get back out there and and do it the right way. Do it the way I envisioned it for so long. I came up short, wrestling in college, two-time All-American, but I never won it. Uh, I always wanted to wrestle on that podium, on the main stage, the elevated platform, and compete to try to be one of the best guys in the world for wrestling. I took fourths, took sixths. And I would like to, um, I mean, I won the belt, but I want to do it the way I envisioned it. So everyone could just shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yes. Oh. Energy. Hell yeah.
0: That's what we need. Um, speaking of the rematch or defending your title, Jake Paul has been adding these side bets to his fights. Yeah. Like making Tyron yeah. Woodley get like a tattoo, yep. asking Tommy Fury to change his name. If you could add a side bet to your uh, <laughs> to the next title fight, what would it be?
1: Um.
0: This is on camera by the way. This, <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. this, this will be on Twitter. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't know. I'm I'm one to bet on myself. I would actually put my own money up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like a, some side action money? Yeah, I would I would put my own money up. I, I don't know anything else to like really bet. Like yeah. um, No,
2: like funny ones.
1: Nah, I'm, I'm not really into that. Yeah, You yeah, know like I hear you. J- Woodley doing that tattoo thing is kind of crazy to me. Crazy. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> I'm Didn't
2: I'm even like, get it in writing
3: either. Yeah, the the next does. fight's not even a for sure thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, bro, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. For you. And I love Woodley. He's, that's my homie. You yeah, know? yeah. But it's like, damn, bro, I, could, I just could never. Like, I get the payday thing. You could get it removed. Like, I get that, but it's like, I don't know. It's just
2: a lot. It's, it's still on the internet forever. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But if you could do a side of it, you'd throw some checks.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like I'm, I'm very confident in my abilities. I'm very confident in my skill set and uh what happened in the last fight. If I wasn't, I wouldn't say what I what I've been saying for so long. Jan is good, but he's nothing special if you look at him from a skill standpoint and what he does and you break it down per fight. His Aldo fight, his fight with Jimmy Rivera, his fight with uh Uriah Faber who was getting the better of him until Uriah got cocky and decided to stand in front of him. And we talked about it. He was like, "Yeah, I started feeling it and uh, you know, I kind of started to not really like, not. Re- I don't want to say not, respect- I don't want to twist his words, but he kind of, he's like, yeah, I kind of let him lull me to sleep a little bit. And I kind of started feeling the moment and stood in front of him. And that's when he caught me. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, his reaction time is not the same what it used to be. He's, what, 40? He's 43, 42? He's 42, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I'm like, it's just different, a different Uriah favorite that you're fighting. Um, you watch all his other fights, you're like, it's just skill for skill. He's very normal. He's not doing anything above the ordinary like a TJ Dillashaw who fought Corey Sanhagen. That was a very neck-and-neck neck fight where you're like, yo, these are high-level guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where they're using footwork. They're using diversity in their strikes. Yan is just, I'm standing in front of you. I'm going to keep trying to walk you down. You can outstrike me as much as you can, but eventually you're going to get tired. I'm like, if that's your strategy every single fight, like when you get a guy who has the endurance, a Sanhagen or a TJ Dillashaw, myself normally, not that last one obviously, um... Even the Jimmy Rivera fight until he got caught with the last 20, 30 seconds of round one and round two, he won round three. So you're telling me these guys can all beat you just with a simple strategy of just don't let you walk them down, use angles, use footwork, touch you up, get out of there. I mean, it's 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 worked for him, congrats, but I don't think he's uh, he's he's a normal guy. He's,
0: well, we'll get the wire info for the added side bets right? <laughs> for the rebats. You know what I'm saying? We'll be ready. Yeah. We'll be ready. Uh, and that's not
1: talking shit I'm just analyzing the way I analyze yeah, no, any course. fight you as know? you should yeah. I think he's good but I just don't see what people are saying oh my god he's such a head and shoulders better than you I'm like where just show me where. outside of that fight show me where if I can keep that pace which I have and I got video footage of that sparring with two three different people and keeping that same energy that I did in the first round like I said when I'm on I'm on that guy doesn't touch me I yeah. don't think that guy touches me at all I like that but
0: I'm ready for I'm, yeah, ready, I'm ready for twenty. Let's go. Um, all right, you ha- I got this quote from Instagram from you, and I want I want to see what you think about it. Yep. You said that you will prove the only thing that matters in the UFC is blue collared hard work. Mm-hmm. No Dana White privileges were ever given to you. What are those privileges and who was getting them?
1: PD Young got a privilege. He got yeah. a handout of a title fight, fighting a guy who was coming off of a loss in the division. There you go. That's 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 the major one right there. I mean, you could talk about all these other guys who who get pushed up the rankings by beating guys that were ranked like lower in the the 10 to 15 bracket, and then getting bumped into the top five. You can see it here and there. I'm not saying this is like not for everybody, but you get like even O'Malley, who's getting these fights that are like tailor made for him to look like a superstar. I never got those privileges when I came up. I fought my third pro fight, um, third UFC fight, Takeya Mizugaki. After supposed to fight Manny Buren, unranked guy, to fighting a guy who was ranked sixth in the world. And I'm over here like, yo, I watched this guy fight the who's who's of this division. And he's a good striker. I can't really strike for shit. Hopefully, I could get the fight to the ground. I took that chance. I gambled the dice and I got paid the same exact uh, amount of money. From there, I've been fighting guys in the top 10 and top 15 for the rest of my career. You know, so I've been thrown into the fire. I've been tested. You know, where you got some of these guys that kind of just. Like I said, the Dana Wright privileges, getting away from certain matchups and things like that. Like, I want to fight everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, it it is what it is. And I like to prove that, man, as long as you work hard and you truly do believe in yourself, anything can happen. And uh, that's just how I've been my entire life. I've never been given a handout with anything, you know. So, I've been dealt, and I'm not saying pity me, woe is me, but... Everyone's had their fair share of ups and downs in life and sure. I try to just instill that especially when I was coaching kids at the high school level, college level like you take what you've given, stop making excuses, you put your nose down, you work hard. Um, if you got to make a little ruckus and make people pay attention, do what you got to do, but at the end of the day don't skip the hard work because that's what's going to get you to Love where that. you want to be. Love that. Are
0: there more Damn. politics behind the scenes of UFC that the fans just
1: really don't oh, don't know about? 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's a business. It's the entertainment <laughs> business. And if you want to get paid, you want people to know who you are, you want the UFC to like you, you have to do certain things that's going to put you in a spot where they will give you a little bit more favoritism. You know, sure. I'm trying to pick the right words. Um, at the end of the day, they don't make you win a fight, they don't make you lose a fight. Nice. They just, just give you the opportunity, and what you do with it is on you. That's why when people knock Conor McGregor, I'm like, I don't care what people want to say about Conor. He did the work, he did all the talking, he did all the promotion. That's hard to do. Stay in character, get people to want to do stuff. Come up with all the scripts that he's got. The the punchliners, super witty. <laughs> yeah. Like this this guy, he's great. And he was knocking guys out and calling his shot. Like, how can you not like that?
0: For sure. For sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Connor, it's a total package. Yeah. At he's Mr. Entertainment yeah. for sure. Yeah. No matter what happens with it, are you, are you at a point now where you can pretty much call your
1: shots on who and when you fight? Nah, but I, mean, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's just being honest. I don't think so. I don't think I'm that guy yet, but uh,
2: the cool part is they got to come fight you now. Right? That's the one good thing. Yes, so I absolutely.
1: know after the next one, as long as it's a uh, one where you know, even like Brandon Moreno, and we talked about this on Instagram and even in person. He, you know, he messaged me after he beat Figueroa, and we spoke. He asked me like what I thought about like how did I calm my nerves and stuff and like going into a title fight like what like what do i think and i was very taken back and i'm like why are you asking me yeah. <laughs> like this is before his fight i'm like bro yeah. you're, you're so f- i thought like just watching him i i go and this is how i am i break down fights i analyze skill sets i'm like dude you're so fucking good you're about to fight this guy who gets away with swinging punches from his pockets like and has a good guillotine if he doesn't get the guillotine then he gets tired i'm like he's lost to average men And let me not not say average because everyone in the UFC is tough. They're the best of the best, right? So, you know, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but he's lost to guys with lesser skill. Right. You know, so, yeah, he battled back and got himself to a title shot, won the title. Okay, great. But I'm like, your skill set? I'm like, dude, you got it going on, bro. You just have to believe in it. And I kind of told him just like that, like, you can do whatever the hell you want in there. It's just up to you to go out there and get it done. And he went out there, got it done, and we spoke after his fight, maybe a couple days later or a week later, something like that. And he was just telling me like, thank you for the words and what and I'm like, dude, don't, you know, yeah. don't, even, don't even fuck. You don't have to mention that, bro. You're, you're the man. Yeah. Like that, what you did is what I've known you could have done the whole time because I believe in your skill set and just how good you are as a, as an athlete, how well you train, how hard you train and uh, good things happen to good people, you know? So for sure, that's, that's kind of how I felt about that whole thing. Love
2: that.
3: Do you still get nervous fighting in front of thousands of people?
1: I'm an entertainer, man. I actually enjoy the show. I love it, man. Like, And I always tell people, like, do you like it better with or without the fans? And I'm like, it doesn't matter because I feel at the end of the day, I know people are watching. Sure. And at the end of the day, if I was in a dark alley and trying to walk home and uh, one or two guys start walking up to me, hey, give me your money, type of thing, like, hey, man, it's going down right now. Yeah. Like, we're fighting. That's, that's just it. Like, I'm not going to stop because there's no one there and going to fight less hard, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to fight my heart out regardless because it, it, for me, it's like a life or death situation. For sure. And uh, that's the way I kind of approach the game. You got to be ready to die in there. And I remember even my Pedro Munoz fight, I think he really thought he was going to punk me. And I had to tell him, like, dude, I'm, I'm ready to die here tonight. So if you think you got some kid that you think, oh, I'm from the favela, I'm so tough. I'm like, I get that, but don't think they aren't tough guys from New York, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, bro, <laughs> we, we give it up the same way you give it up. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Think, you know, so... Um, That's that's just my mentality with with everything, man. You got to give it your all. You got to work hard and uh, believe in yourself. And uh, I think for the next one, man, I'm just so excited to get out there. I'm a showman. I like to put on a show. I'm, like, pumping up the crowd. I I feed off of that, and I think it makes for better entertainment. It's always nerve-wracking because you're like, I got to mentally prepare myself. Like, all right, man, it's time to go. Like, you got to be sharp. You got to be on point. You can't make no mistakes. Or make the least amount of mistakes, and you should get your hand raised tonight. Yep.
0: I mean the feeling after a a win in, yeah, in the UFC octagon must just be the must, baddest man yeah, on the planet. You like, that's yeah. how you gotta feel, bro.
1: Aren't yeah, you crazy? right. Like you yeah. can't replicate that feeling, that nah, moment. Right? No, nah, I try to tell people it's such an addicting feeling. Like I always talk about this. Like retiring, people think when I said I want to retire at 32, that was really young. 32 now. Now I'm like, I got the surgery. I feel like I got a fresh lease on my athletic career. Like I can go a lot longer. I haven't taken much damage in my career. Like it depends on how my next few fights go, of course. Um, but to go out there and win under those bright lights, there's there's nothing else like it. It's such a surreal thing. It's just like you, like you said, you feel like the man, you yeah. know. And um, you want to get that rush of dopamine every single <laughs> yeah. time that you can. That's because, that real Spartan stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like modern day gladiators. That's how I feel. And I always tell everybody, like when you get to the UFC, you are the cream of the crop. You are the best of the best. Even though you might have gotten there by a little bit of luck with some favoritism or your manager might know somebody pulling some strings. If you get there, you could win. Hey man, no one could ever take that oh, away a from you is a on dub, the biggest man. stage out there. Because yeah. some people they have a hard time to get the UFC jitters and they can never really get their feet underneath them inside the octagon. And that's a real thing. So to be able to make those adjustments use those, those bright lights as fuel and go out there and perform at your best that you do in the training room. It's not easy to do, man. You have to be mentally tough up there. And uh, you should see our sparring sessions. We have people on Saturday night, Saturday afternoons, Saturday mornings, all standing around the cage. It's almost like Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do this, do this. And like, it. Especially when Marab and I are going out, everyone's just like dialed in like, oh man, this is crazy, you know. I, we, we watch our sparring sessions. We're like, yo, this is just super intense shit, you know.
2: I love that, man. It's like the mentality you go into it though is, is so cool because it's every day or every fight is it's a game seven, right? Like yeah. you're there to win, and it, it's all over
0: after this. So figure it out. I think there's also something to say about individual sports.
2: Hundred percent. You know it's, what I'm saying? There's just like the passion
0: you. that you have from a team sport is like only so much you can do in a situation, but to truly yeah. be on an island, V1, that's yeah. it. Just you, no backup, no help, no nothing. Yeah. You know, that's that mentality is just different, right? You. Go I love and, it have to be ultra confident in what you, your abilities you're bringing to the table, or or it's going to be exposed. Or it's over.
1: Yeah, it's over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything's on you. you 100%. Know, you can't lean on anybody. I mean, of course, you got your coaches and stuff, and sometimes it feels like they're your third eye, um, but for the most part, what you feel in terms of your opponent being in front of you, how strong you feel they are, their reaction time, your reaction time, whether or not they're biting on your fakes or things like that. It's like so much that goes into it that people don't really understand. Unless you've been at that high level and could experience it for yourself to know what it is, um,
0: do you think that competition has just drastically increased with the popularity of the sport over the past 10 years?
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, like the, the amount people of people that,
0: that know it's a, a real career now versus 10 years ago. Yes. I mean, now it's like okay, that's a legitimate career path. I can go put my time, yeah. effort.
2: It's not and just scrappers that were right? always around. You know? You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, you know, I got to the UFC seven years ago. You know, so it's so different now with the talent pool. Um, for us, as smaller guys from away from Flyweight, all the way through maybe 170, those are the guys who are just a little bit too small for the NFL, maybe a little bit too small or short in terms of stature for the NBA, that type of thing. So in terms of high-level sports, you have a lot more of a pool of talent versus... The heavyweight division that could be a little bit thinner because all those guys, are like, screw this, I ain't gonna punch in the head. I'm gonna go play football. I ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. punch in the head. I'm gonna yeah. go shoot a basketball or play baseball yeah. or yeah. whatever. You know, it, there's just not, a ma- lot not more. many
0: in 135.
1: Oh, yeah, no, not, yeah. not yeah. many. Uh, yeah, you're not seeing a lot of me's out there on the, on the uh, Harwood helmet yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. the linebacker Sterling. You know what I yeah, mean? It's, it's not happening, no. you know? So, you see a lot more of us, but you see the evolution of the sports, like the guys who are great at one time. Um, it just keeps evolving. Like the technique, I look at it now. I'm like, man, I came through Cage Fury. And the guys were so good back then. And I look at it now. I'm like, yo, holy shit! Like these guys are so good. I would hate to have to come come through that gauntlet now. Cause so I'm like, you're almost fighting UFC ready guys on the regional circuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you get to the UFC, I'm like, that's good and bad. It's like, man, you're gonna have a much tougher time getting to where you want to be. But once you get there, um, once you get there, you know you're gonna be ready. Yeah, yeah. So it's just. A lot of competition. I think that's just the evolution of sport in general, right?
2: Because if you look at football, it's not played the same way it used to be played. Basketball, there's pure freaks out there now in high school doing crazy things. that Even the NBA guy's like, what is going on here? So I think it's the same thing in that world, right? The more and more this evolves, I think you'll get more like – Smarter fighters, quicker fighters, more agile. It's gonna be. It's, gonna it's be a courtesy. rational
0: decision now to say, "Hey, I'm gonna be a pro fighter, or like a pro MMA, pro yeah. MMA, you know, fighter." Sure. Versus yeah. ten years ago, I was like, "All right, man, you're like, wrestling, and yes, then like, you, know? you know? like, go <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can if you want. Did you ever, ever, did you ever have anything else you wanted to do? By the way, was this always the NBA? Uh, like, NBA.
1: I thought I was, my doctor told me when I was growing up that you. He's like, "Yeah, your son is gonna be six foot five or something like that." And I used to believe it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it's coming next to you, I swear. Yeah. Bro, I Yeah, way. we'd go every year, and i was be like, yeah, Ashka Slaughter's in the knee. He's going to be really tall. And then I got older, and I was like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, haven't I haven't went anywhere, damn it. I've been my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Five, three throughout high school. You yeah. I've been telling everyone
0: I'm going to the NBA. I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. I would work so hard. I'm like, yeah, I just can't. These guys are just too big, man. Yeah. I'm just this little guy. And I tried off a of basketball for the last time, got cut. And the bass the wrestling coach told me, he's like, listen, man, you're going to be five foot three, 120 pounds soaking wet for the rest of your life. <laughs> so just come out for the rest of the team. I did. And I had so much fun because it's like you're competing against guys your size. And one on one, what you do is what you know, what you put into it is what you get out of it. Yep. And there's no better feeling than that. Knowing that you worked hard, you reap the rewards. There's no one telling you, you can't get to this position or you can't have this position in your job because that guy, I like him more. So I'm giving it to him or he looks better or I like his wife. It's nicer to look at. So you're (laughs) not getting that position. You know, so there's no politics in it. It's I win. I move on. Yeah. You don't win. Go, welcome to the backs, you yeah, know, So sure. hopefully you could take third place or something like That's that. That's so crazy.
0: Well, like you're through as far as your past goes, you know, uh, we want to talk about your boy John Jones. Yeah. You know, you met John Jones in college, and he really helped you kind of get into MMA from wrestling. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously had some notable struggles. Do you know? Have any
1: insight on what his future is in the UFC? Are you still talking to him a lot lately? No, no. He actually texted me after my title fight and said, like, I have some pointers I would love to share with you Here's my number if you're willing to listen kind of thing. And took his number, sent him a text. As usual, didn't respond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's done that to me so many times. I'm oh, like, bro, man. you are the worst guy. Not, <laughs> yeah. not like, um, like, obviously I'm joking, but I'm like, yeah. I know he's a busy man. And yeah, yeah. I even texted him one time on Facebook, like, uh, I, you know, I don't want to get too too much. Cause I don't want to make him seem like a, whatever. Yeah, I'm not looking to kick a man while he's down Yeah, no, for sure. So we've just had that we've just had that conversation multiple times where it was like, dude, I feel like I'm in a revolving door with you all <laughs> yeah. the time. Well when I see him, it's nothing but love. Hey man, come hang out, hey man. You know, so it's always cool. How you doing? How the family, you know, so he's cool in that regards. But I always know like our relationship is that's, is what where, it is. It's, that's yeah. where it's at, you know. Um, you know, I, I do wish the guy the best. Yeah. Yeah. I wish um, he gets the help he needs. And I've always known since college that he can get a little crazy. Wow, you, know? Dude, man. Get, you know, when you have the success and the, the eyes on you way back then, and you're the man in high school from your brother being a stud football player, both yep. your brothers, you being a, a New York State champ and your brother being a New York State champ, and you got, it's, there's a lot, man. There's a lot that comes with that, especially if you're not being punished for things early on. It's easy to have those bad habits kind of follow you on as you get older, and I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's probably left a lot of those things unchecked. But I do think he's just like anybody else. The only thing is they're not living their life under a micros- microscope yep. like the, the way we are. Yeah. Uh, I get so paranoid when I go out because I feel like I can't always be myself knowing that people might have a camera out. Yeah, yeah. I have for sure. Of, there's one time I'm hanging out at the hotel here in um, in Vegas. Someone posted something of me walking with my drink on Twitter, and I'm just like, "That was so weird." Like, where did you get that from? You could have just said hello. It could have been much normal, much more of a normal thing instead of you taking this creepy video of me walking. <laughs> and <laughs> Can like, oh, I see is Sterling at the airport, and I just, t- you know, took a picture underneath my armpit. It's like, bro, that that why are, weird, why are people strange, like that? Like, bro. you don't know, if if you wouldn't want someone doing that to you, why would, why do you think it's yeah. normal to do that to people because they're of I never know because I've never call myself a celebrity. I never say I'm of status quo. People yeah. look at me like that. But for me, I'm just like, I'm the same guy from Uniondale. You know, yeah. same old kid on the block um, living life the way I always did. So, um, yeah, I, I think he just needs yeah. the right people around him. And even back then when we were in college, he had a lot of uh, not so good, not so great of uh, people around him. And sure. Might yeah. as rubbed off. Yeah. 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 I just think um, you need someone to tell you no. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's not okay. Here's the line. Yeah, here's the line. And when you get to that point, you need someone who's going to check you. You know, if I go out and I get to a point where I'm starting to do irrational things because I'm under the influence, I hope the guy and my friends are there to tell me like, "Bro, you're, Chill out, you. you're wilding right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's going to end up somewhere, or this is only going to make things bad for you in the morning when you wake up." And it's like, those are the type of people you need around you. You know, uh, and I don't know why he drives anymore. If you Gonna go out and drink. Yeah, yeah. I, Why are you getting into a damn car, that's, dude? That's my one yeah. thing. I'm like, dude, you don't need to drive. You, you're, yeah. you're rich. Like, <laughs> you're <chill>. rich. <laughs> you're rich, rich like, dude. You up, get a car. Pay one of your friends for the night to come yeah. hang out with yeah, you
0: yeah. and limos. 100 bucks, by the way. Yeah, it's not a lot.
1: I don't know. I mean, I can understand you want to drive your own car. You got a Rolls Royce. You want to drive. You want to stunt. But hey, man, you don't need to. You don't have yeah, yeah, to yeah. touch the wheel if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. John Jones. We get it. You're rich. Yeah, we get it. We get it. That's just my mentality. Like if I had that kind of money way back then, I mean bro yeah you're not gonna say I, I go out a lot well not not so much anymore but when i do go out i drink man i have a good time yeah you know so you let loose gotta take an uber you yeah, know, for sure even it, it sounds like we need a night though it sounds yeah, like yeah, we need, yeah, we need yeah. a party night going <laughs> on this is what's this is anytime what's coming. You, anytime you want to hang out man we're yeah. here we're
2: here chris <laughs> and i had a party <laughs>
0: night on saturday we went hard um <laughs> yeah he's like yeah we, did. <laughs> yeah we did yeah we did yeah we did yeah i threw, <laughs> threw a nice little party on saturday for sure um we talked about, like, some the Jake Paul, Logan Paul situation. You're really close with Tyron Woodley. Um, what other UFC champ you think could go in the ring and just completely take an absolute win against them? Take a, a win against who? A, against Logan or Jake. Any one of them.
1: You know in, what? in a boxing they, match. They keep fighting guys smaller than them. That's true. Mm. And people keep forgetting that. They're like, oh, Woodley's a world champ. I'm like, yeah, but he's also giving up, like, 30 pounds. Yeah. Correct. That's a big deal. When it comes to punching power.
3: Especially in boxing. Yeah. That's why there's yeah. weight range, classes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, boxers in the MMA space right now, let's say like a 205-er, I don't know. I would actually have to look, take a look. Adesanya, I think, would do really well. Izzy. I think Adesanya would probably piece them up both pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and he's kinda un-
2: his stance is kind of Jake said he wanted yeah, that fight, yeah. too. Which is Against like, Adesanya, you're tripping. Crazy. Yeah, I think, you're. I think it's just
1: more talk. Get, sure, yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, I think he knows if it was going to actually have. He's not saying he's afraid, but I think he knows if he gets in there with a guy like Izzy who can actually strike. He's <laughs> yeah. not a Ben Ashton, and I love Ben Askren, But it's not Ben Askren. <laughs> he had no business being in yeah, there. Yeah, the guy can actually <laughs> throw punches, and he's just about your size. I think that's a more of a fair fight and an actual one that won't go... Into what we've watched the last few, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. for
0: sure. Just chaos. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, like celebrity
1: deathmatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is classic, by
0: the way, but real life. Yeah. yeah. But on the reverse, what non MMA athlete or celebrity do you think could step in the octagon and actually do some damage?
1: I don't know anybody. Unless they've actually trained. Yeah. Yeah. I, everyone always sends their memes
0: about Miles Garrett just because he's so huge. He's a monster. You know what I mean? But I wonder if he'd actually throw a punch. I have no well, idea. Well,
1: wait. I mean, Miles he's is like 260. Like,
0: two yeah. but any weight class, any weight class. I don't know if you know any celebrities or other athletes that you've seen, even Train, train, little train little before yeah. that you're like, oh wow, guys got actual hands.
1: Um, or can even grapple. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anyone off the top of my head yeah, that's like high level enough where I'd be like, yo, dude, you could have, or you could, nah. It's tough
3: because the the guys in the UFC that excel on the ground like yourself and some others, you guys have been wrestling since high school, college, et cetera. Same with the people striking. They've been practicing striking for years and years and years. To just throw a regular random athlete just because they're athletic into a ring or an octagon, it's tough, dude. We saw when they, when Nate Robinson yeah, when Nate Robinson tough, it's tough. Dude, it's yeah. tough.
1: That was so bad. That you was know? so bad. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Of course. Yeah. It's like, sorry, man. You let them scum you for that. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta pay but God damn it, you but, fell for it. But
0: by the way, so much media backed him like, oh, he's an athlete. And he just got <laughs> yeah. absolutely destroyed. That argument's now dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because of Nate Robinson. For sure. It man. might work for someone else, but not for him. He killed the argument.
1: People think that. This sport is for everyone, and that's the part where people don't realize you will absolutely get hurt doing this. Whether it's MMA or boxing, like we don't go in there to play, to play. Just like that. We don't go in there to play. It's I'm trying to take your put your lights out and have you staring up at the lights and someone waving and checking if you're okay with the doctors in your face. That's what people are trying to do to you. Separate you from your consciousness. I think people I have friends back home who go. Man, if I fought John Jones, he tried to put his legs around my neck to try to put me in a triangle choke. I'll just use all the strength I got, pick him up and slam. I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah, bro, okay.
1: Yeah. why yeah, are you like happening. this? Why are that's people tough. like this?
0: Yeah, okay. Delete my yeah. number immediately. Yeah, I don't want to a chance.
1: He was like, nah, you don't understand. I'm crazy. I'm like, you're crazy <sighs> for thinking that. You probably, I can only imagine how
0: much you hear that stuff all the time. I can only imagine.
1: You don't it's it's actually You know what I would have done? You you know what I would have done? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. It's, it's it's so bad cuz it's so prevalent that people really think like this. I'm like, "Do you not understand how much we train and what we do to get to oh. this position? Just to get into physical shape like this and to actually learn how to defend ourselves yeah. and inflict damage on people?" And you think you could just come off the couch and just do that. You yeah. are a postman, and this is a
2: yeah, real. warrior.
1: I bench like, pressed yesterday. I'm sure I could have gone in there and <laughs> yeah, whooped yeah. somebody's ass. You know what I mean? No chance. It's, it's crazy. Even like the Tyson Fury fight, uh, I was sitting down watching that, and I had a bunch of people from Alabama behind me, and they were going nuts and talking so much shit the entire fight, coaching how he should have done this. Uh, why you keep letting him do that to you? Man, he not hitting them with this. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, you guys should get out there and go do it. Yeah. Show him how it's done. Get Be in his there. coach. Get or in go there. go in there and do it yourself. Get to where he's at. Please. Oh my lord. Please. I. <laughs> yeah. I can't can even fathom. The ignorance is just like oh, man, right. So bad. So if bad. there's
3: one skill set or, I guess, talent that you would give advice to, an average person like the three of us, we're not fighters. Yeah. I mean, was the time you were in a fucking fist fight, Lo? I don't know. <laughs> Jeff. Years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Never, maybe. Maybe when fucking Never? college. Like, yeah. I was like, I don't know, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. If there was one skill set you can give advice to a normal Joe to maybe learn to protect themselves in not a street fight, but maybe like a bar brawl, what would it be? Would it be wrestling? Would it be learn how to just do some sort of stand up?
1: Uh, jiu jitsu. Martial art. Yeah. I'm st- I'm stuck between wrestling and jiu jitsu. I, 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 I agree. Yeah, because I think wrestling is good because you can foot sweep, you can control someone's arm if they swing you can pass it by take the back lift them up dump them on the head um take them down tackle them subdue them or with jiu-jitsu you can grab the jacket grab inside the lapel pull it in choke them while standing <laughs> oh we're yeah. talking about like nightclub i like go
3: that i like that
2: yeah
3: i mean yeah because for the, the most part a nice. lot of bar brawls or whatever end up on the ground anyway
2: yeah for sure know? Everybody wants to have hands, and yeah, nah, fuck that, th- bro. You miss one? you yeah,
3: gotta go. To no, ground. I'm not getting yeah. hit.
1: No, I'm grabbing yeah, you. For yeah. sure.
0: It usually ends up the, the open face slop, <laughs> yeah, you know, Don't break your hands
1: punching like this, please. Yeah, oh, yeah. my
0: That's God. That's where the normal drunk guy comes at you like this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, when's the last fist fight you were in?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, I got punched in the face. 2014. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow. wow. See? There we go. It's all go. going down.
1: I uh, heard about that, actually.
0: <laughs> Chris has got some secrets, too. We have an audience today, by the way, everybody. Um, by the way, new UFC star being born in front of our eyes, Patty the Batty. What do you think of, of Patty the Batty?
1: I think he's good. He talks a big game. Um, some technical things that he definitely needs to go tune up, but that's why you have those type of fights early on. Work your way up and... As long as you keep talking that big game, keep delivering. I think he's a very exciting fighter for a lot of people to watch. He's good for the sport. We yeah. need characters. We need showmen. We need for sure people that are going to make others want to tune in. And I think that's what he's bringing to the cage. Barstool is going to multiply
0: times a million now too. That he's oh, I like, heard he was
1: doing something with them. He, he just he's like signed Barstool, yeah. like
0: a big deal as like a official Barstool sponsored <laughs> athlete, like a seven figure deal apparently. Good for him. That's
2: with the Barstool character Sports. and personality. He's Which talking what. About?
0: I I don't They're know. Like sponsored by I don't know. They just he just whole interview with Dave Portnoy the whole thing. No idea. I don't get it. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he gonna? It's not like he's not being an analyst or something. So I, no, that's I think not just a spokesman, on, I guess, for a Barstool and all of their stuff. Hey man, whatever flows to the boat, yeah. I more guess. power to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, as long as it's putting money in his pockets, I guess. One, I'm, I'm sure it is now. Uh, by the way, since you're a Vegas local now, you have some favorite spots in Vegas. You can uh, tell the people. What are your uh, go-to
1: spots? I go to uh, Mas Por Favor. Hey. My, my hey guy, uh, J-Rock's one of his spots. Yep. I go there. I go to his spot in uh, Ilya. Yeah. Ilya. Yeah. Yeah. I always mispronounce yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Ilya, yeah. Um, no one knows what it's called. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't mind like PTs and Distill. Those are always like quick drinks. For sure. you to watch the game. Yeah. Like, solid bar bars. food. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, there was another one I just started going to. Oh, Bella Vita, right on Blue Diamond Road. Their food is actually amazing. It's I'm packed. The
3: patio that they got,
1: yeah, yeah get's packed, It's dude. always like... I mean, it's I mean, fire. I'm it's, I'm yeah, it just I'm opened a couple out. months ago. Yeah. And just okay. so you guys know, he hires nothing but bombshells first. He does so a great on, uh, job. Bella Vita oh, tonight, guys. All right. <laughs> it's, just, it's very distracting. There we go. <laughs> but, you know, I'm... You Big co right here. Obviously, I'm taking. Sure, sure, sure. I'll go
2: check it out, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, We'll send
1: love. Oh, Becca's too. Back is right by my house. I go there a lot. Um, Southern Highlands? By Tucson Highlands, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right by I those apartments. I go there a lot. I'm still looking for, like, go-to places, you know, so. I'm we'll hit you in the list. Still, yeah, still new to the area. McFadden's is cool. Fire.
3: Fire. Yeah, I like yeah.
1: that farm table I've been to a bunch of different places man there's a lot of good places but I'm just looking for my, my local spot where I can go there get hammered for cheap yeah. Yeah. and yeah. just be a degenerate when I want to be a degenerate you I like know. that sure. I like I that. Need that
0: I love it you need your go to spot right you <laughs> yeah. need your 100% go to spot uh, I love that I mean I don't think is there anything else by the way that you want to do in Vegas you haven't got to do yet any big things you need to check off the list mm. can we help you check
1: anything yeah, off yeah, this we,
2: list here we got a good network around, yeah. here, around these parts uh,
1: maybe a helicopter tour. Oh. I, I want to go to Grand Canyon. I haven't gone there yet. Can be arranged. Yeah, um, Maverick. There's a lot. There's a lot to do out here, man. Man, there You're is. A ton. You know, there's yep. so much to do. And you know, I'm just so busy. Like once I start training, the day gets going. Like I just don't have the energy to go out and explore. Anything, yeah, I've gone to like the archery ranges and stuff like that. I've been to gun ranges. I'm gonna get my gun license. I definitely need to do that. I wanna start shooting shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. Not like, Absolutely. You know, we got plenty of data. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not human
2: beings. <laughs> the target. Cool. We'll do the target. Just
0: to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to make like, sure we just, just to clarify. <laughs> well, guys, make sure you follow Al Jermaine at Funkmaster MMA on social yes, media. Sir. Check out his podcast The weekly scraps. My man, this was a great episode. Thank you for coming on. I yeah, appreciate thank you guys. That's Thank go. you. At thank the Residency you. Pod on Instagram. We'll see you next week. Later, guys.